Hi. Welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Designs Podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul. Today, I've got AMSC President and CEO Dan McGann. They're a, um, well, American Superconductor tells you all that you really need to know at a first glance, but I'll let Dan talk a little bit more about who the company is and where they are in the space. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, well, it's very important. I'm really glad to have you because here we are in the middle of the grid modernization and there are so many pressures on the software front, on a hardware front, on an infrastructure front, core technology front. So every viewpoint we can have on the show is deeply appreciated. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about American Superconductor, Dan, and how you fit into where we all trying to reach. Sure. If I look at our business, the way we're structured and the way that we go to market is through two operating divisions, one called WinTech and the other called GridTech. And I think today it's going to make sense to focus more on the GridTech part of our business. We've made some interesting news, and I think that it's topical with the climate that exists today in North America with grid reliability and resiliency. But to talk at a high level what we do in our WinTech business, we design wind turbines, and we transfer that design and that technology to heavy industry partners to date, typically in emerging markets like India, China, and Korea. And then going forward, we supply the brains of the wind turbine, the hardware and the software that get the performance out of that wind turbine. Uh, And this represents uh, a fraction of the overall value of the wind turbine, but it's really the core technology that allows our partner, the wind turbine manufacturer, to deliver a product that enables them to take market share and drive down the cost of electricity. So that's mm-hmm. our wind tech business. On the grid tech side, it's really germane to grid reliability. So we provide uh, today uh, flexible AC transmission systems. They allow for interconnection of renewable energy to the electricity grid, as well as providing reactive compensation and voltage support within the grid, but also with large consumers of electricity, like industrial customers like mills, mines, or semiconductor fabs. Uh, mm-hmm. Most recently, we've announced two additional products uh, that I think uh, make a lot of sense to talk to your audience about today. Not a problem, Dan. Well, and, there, and it, one leads directly into the other. Obviously, grid stability and management of alternate energies go hand in hand because some of the same issues of grid stability are directly there with alternate energy variable loads and sudden uh, dynamic surges and such. Uh, on top of the security and safety, reliability, and energy efficiency aspects of proper grid management. Yeah, we, we think end-to-end. You know, how do you generate the power and how do you get that uh, power to market and to a consumer? And hopefully along the way you have a reliable system that is highly efficient but also leverages current state-of-the-art technology as well. Mm-hmm. Now, you had just mentioned a recent um, announcement, Dan. Is it on the infrastructure side, on the core technology side? Why don't you elaborate for us? So it, it's enabling a product to come to being that goes back to the technology that the company was originally founded upon, which is superconductors. Mm -hmm. This company has spent now 
more than a quarter century developing the technology, putting it into manufacture, developing system-level solutions now, which is a bit of a change for how we offer the product to market, that we will implement a full turnkey solution in an urban distribution grid. The value that the product brings is it's able to enhance capacity and reliability of the urban grid. And we think the combination of those two features allows for a more inherently resilient distribution grid. Well, that makes a lot of sense, obviously. Uh, but now we're not talking about you know a single thing you can just slap XYZ box in and then tie some cables and all of a sudden everything's more efficient. What kind of um, support do you offer people who want to integrate your solutions into their system? So the solution offering that we've announced is we call it Resilient Electric Grid. Mm -hmm. And it's really a, a series of hardware that goes into urban substations. In right. a typical urban environment, you'll have some level of redundancy available. You'll have some standard, N minus 1, N minus 2, meaning that one uh, piece of hardware could go out of service, you have N minus 1, or as many as 2 if you have N minus 2. We're able to connect together the existing assets, the existing substations on the distribution system to unleash some of this trapped reserved capacity. But in addition, we're able to bring additional reliability because now if you have an event in a distribution grid in a city, you're able to share that load over the entire city's grid. And that's really the new uh, feature that we're bringing to the market. Well, everything that can be brought to bear to solve these problems are always welcome. Um, what are some of the other advantages to this? From a cost standpoint, and this is really what's kind of changed the position of the company, and I think in utilities' minds, it's really on our side to continue the education process with them that you don't necessarily have to build new substations or upgrade existing substations or build new transmission lines to feed more power into the distribution center. If you're trying to solve the issues that those three solutions uh, can solve, you can do all of them with Resilient Electric Grid, and we think we can do it in a way that's more reliable and more cost advantageous for an urban utility. Well, that makes a lot of sense, Dan, because if you can use intelligent systems to leverage existing infrastructures, and that goes not, I mean, you could actually make that argument from the municipality level all the way down to an older manufacturing facility to, that's also not just integrating newer technologies but has the ability to possibly take those bridging, not quite antiquated but still functional if you can add a layer of management on top of them to modernize even at the facility level. And that's exactly right. I think, you know, where we see problems that are starting to propagate into the distribution system revolve in many grids around fault currents. So the ability for the grid to deal with high level of fault currents really would require major investment into substations. Uh, it would mean upgrading capacitors and breakers, potentially even raising voltage. And what we think we have a way to mitigate that in a more elegant way. So connecting existing substations, uh, unleashing that inherent capacity in the system, 
but also prohibiting the further propagation of fault currents in the system. And all this happens within the technology itself, within the superconductor wire that we make here at AMSC. Nice. Well, and well, okay, let's 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 talk a little bit about superconductors themselves. What, how stable is the marketplace on the material side right now? How 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 much? Uh, are you confident that what you're offering now isn't going to be disrupted by developing technology in the near future? We're a developing technology that's been right around the corner for many years. I think the good news that we're talking about today with utilities is a solution that's ready to go to market now. From a disruption standpoint, I don't see another technology emerging here in the next five to ten years that can do the things that we're trying to do at a price point that we're looking to offer the product at and from an elegance of solution, which usually elegance really gets to simplicity. If I can deliver a simple solution, I'm going to have reliability built in. Agreed. Agreed, Dan. And that's, well, it's really nice to hear that there are people working at that at those levels because we're so used to seeing those philosophies expressed at the board level and at the system level, but to see that expressed at the municipality level and grid level is refreshing because that's where we have to go to get to well, where we're That's where the consumer with interfaces grid. with the grid and where we really understand the reliability of the, of the entire system as a consumer. If I'm a residential consumer, industrial consumer, or a commercial consumer of electricity, at the end of the day, it's what's my, the reliability of the power that I have available what's the ability of the local utility to grow and service my business as I grow, that those are the issues that the ratepayer is really uh, focusing on. And increasing reliability echoes a lot with what's gone on in the U.S. We've had a bunch of different events over the past few years, uh, be it the, the large storm that hit the eastern seaboard, uh, Sandy. There was a series of challenges even within our our local system here in Boston, there are a series of, of uh, outages due to fire and due to challenges with hardware. And then I think that recently there was also an episode out in Silicon Valley where there was a deliberate attack on a substation uh, with the intent of either showing how to take a substation out of service uh, or maybe it was even an attempt to take a substation out of service. The former chairman of the FERC actually called that uh, really the largest domestic terrorist attack on the electricity grid. So reliability is really paramount today as an issue for uh, all utilities uh, within North America. Oh, I completely agreed, Dan. And then that's the beauty of it, because the nice thing about automation in the system is that it's a cascade of benefits, both on the performance side, the economy side, and the security side. So I, I yeah I, I'm always in the risk of turning all of my uh, podcasts into just nodding contests because I agree 99% with everything my guests say. Well, help me get to the 1% you don't agree with, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. Well, they're the ones who are who are still fighting the last war and don't recognize how important this migration is and how critical it is that we make the tools work and that we make the systems intuitive for the people who not only who have to use it, but for the poor people 
men and women who have to design and manage and maintain it because if the tools aren't there and the demand is high, all we're going to do is run our people into the ground and we're going to get in, incomplete and insufficient solutions. And I think one of the challenges we have with, with the resilient electric grid product is when you say the word cable, a certain paradigm comes to mind, a certain cost comes to mind. Um, but what we see in the near term is our goal is not to replace copper, be the copper in, in, in transmission or distribution cables today, but instead what we want to do is add value to the urban electrical infrastructure by providing protection against blackouts. Mm-hmm. In today's mm-hmm. digital economy, the impacts of blackouts are increasingly severe as we become more reliant on a resilient grid. Our actual competition isn't going to be the copper in cables. It's going to be the ability to upgrade the system, uh, the investment in substation-level equipment to bring additional reliability uh, to the system and to the consumers of electricity. Right. I agree with you, Dan. It's not a a cross-country solution. It's a localized solution. But they, what do they say? Act locally, think globally, right? So I think you, you can bring the national system up to a level of reliability that is, you know, a factor of two or three greater than it exists today, one city at a time. I agree completely, Dan. So, hey, Dan, unfortunately, as much as I would love to keep chatting, and I would, uh, this is a short podcast, and I'll have to bring you back downstream, and we'll talk some more about the grid as things keep moving forward. But what I do also do, Dan, is I give all of my guests the opportunity to have the last word. So it could be a little bit more about the company or its services or a tip for the industry, but the floor is yours. I think the big news that came out of our company recently is that we have entered into a partnership with Commonwealth Edison to start a detailed deployment plan for resilient electric grid into Chicago central business district. Uh, this is really a sea change we think for reliability for cities. We very much applaud the efforts, uh, efforts of Entergy as well as uh, the, their subsidiary Commonwealth Edison for being very forward looking about new technology and implementing that into cities today, solving problems that utilities face uh, day in and day out, season in and season out. Oh, well, and that is good news, and hopefully you'll inspire more municipalities to make that leap and really advance their communities to be more energy efficient and uh, sufficient and reliant. Exactly. So, again, thanks, Dan. I appreciate you taking the time. We'll definitely drag you back on the show, but unfortunately for now we're going to have to close out the episode. Thanks a lot. Oh, pleasure is ours. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We obviously wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul on Power. Have a great day.